0: Mountain Bike Talk SA. My name's Brad Brown. It's good to be with you. Thank you for joining us this week. I hope you have had a fantastic one. Big news out this week is the launch of the APSA Cape Epic 2014 route and uh, Dr. Evil weaving his magic once again. It is a toughie uh, once again this week. I was lucky enough to attend that launch in Johannesburg on Wednesday and caught up with quite a few of the people who are going to be riding or who are role players. Uh, or involved in the 2014 Apsa Cape Epic. I managed to touch base with Springbok rugby legend Joel Stransky as well as uh, former Bok Stefan Tablanch who are both riding as part of uh, Team Apsa. I also touch base uh, with a youngster by the name of William from the Dipsloot Mountain Bike Academy who is riding his third Apsa Cape Epic in 2014. I spoke to the founder, Kevin for Mark, about the race uh, and just sort of things you can look forward to in 2014. And I also touched base with uh, one of the charities, Cancer, have been included as a Tier 1 charity for 2014. And I spoke to Richard Beer about their involvement and how you can get an entry, because entries are sold out, how you can get an entry to ride the 2014 ABSA Cape Epic. Those details are coming up. Uh, Also, this past weekend was the Africa Cycle Fair, and Stuart Pickering was there, and he caught up with Craig Wapnick from the Old Mutual Joburg to Sea and had a pretty interesting chat with him as well. So that's coming up on this week's show. As always, if you listen to this podcast, on the platform of iTunes. If I could ask you a massive favor, if you wouldn't mind just leaving us a star rating and a review, what that does is it just helps us, it boosts our rankings in iTunes, helps more people find this program, and obviously in order to make it viable, we need as many people listening to this as possible. If you do enjoy the content, uh, we do provide it free, it doesn't cost you a cent, and we'd love to keep it that way. So if you wouldn't mind uh, just popping us a review or a rating, on iTunes, it would be much appreciated. Without further ado, let's get straight into this week's show, and we're chatting about the Absa Cape Epic. we've got uh, Joel Stransky and Stefan Tablanch, both former Springbok rugby players, taking part in the Abster Cape Epic in 2014. Joel, number five for you, Stefan, number one. You, you're becoming old hat to this. I was joking before that you, you sucked in again and you said, no, you jumped in head first, Joel. You must love this race. You just keep coming back for
1: more punishment. No, it's absolutely addictive. I think that's the thing. Once you've done it once and you get that, that incredible feeling of, of achievement when you cross the finish line, it's something that you, you, know, you just want to do again, again and again. And when you hear the the announcement of the route, and you, you you see this that you know the your blood starts bubbling underneath, and the gooseflesh comes back again, and it's just the most incredible event, and it's just great to be part of it. And year in year out, you can't not be involved.
0: And it's one of those things that once you've done it, you, you know it's possible. But the, the camaraderie at the race, it's something else, isn't yeah, it?
1: Yeah, I think once you've done it and you understand the the sense of achievement, and you hear the new route, it's almost every time the route is announced, it's like a challenge to say you haven't done me yet, you know, and. And uh, so you can't not be involved. And as you say, the camaraderie, the spirit in the camp, amongst the riders. The pros and the amateurs together—it's it's just something incredibly special.
0: Still fun for you? This is number one. How, you've seen the route now. How are you feeling?
2: Yeah, it's like you know, getting ready for a big game of rugby. You see, you know, what the opposition holds now. So, uh, but you're still not quite sure how they're going to react on the day and during the race. Yeah, it's my first one. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, like Joel said, I can—I can see it becoming addictive. I told my wife I'm going to do it once, but I didn't tell her I'm going to do it once a year. So, <laughs> 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 so I still have to break that news to her. But uh, I. You know, just looking at it, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I'm already, I know I have to get through this one, but I'm already looking forward to the next one. You know, so I can see that uh, that I would like to do it. Stephen, you you're no
0: know, stranger to cycling. I mean, you've been riding for a while, but but I mean, Absa Cape Epic's probably the, the pinnacle of mountain biking, and I don't want to say just in South Africa, but it's the world of mountain biking. How tough do you think it's going to be? I mean, you know, it's going to be hard, but I mean, to someone like Joel.
2: What are you expecting? I think it's quite hard to prepare yourself physically mentally until you until you've done it. You know, you can you can train as much as you like and you can you can go as hard as you like. But you know on the day in the race that's where, where you really, really feel really see how hard it is. You know, even these pro riders <laughs> what did he say you can't you can't see the pain hiding in the race. So yeah. you can't see it on a yeah. video screen. And no, no, that's true. You know you can prepare yourself as best as possible. But you know we we're competitive and uh, we we like to to push ourselves and take our bodies to to the extreme, and you know, even if you're very fit, it doesn't mean that you don't get tired. Sometimes you get more tired because you know you can you can take your body where and it's been there before, so you're not scared to go there. But yeah, it'll be it'll be tough, and uh, well, hopefully, I can prepare myself well. Kevin, Kevin from Mark spoke about the
0: the race being a, a team sport. It, it, it's, it's pairs. Yeah. You both come from a team sport background. How important is that for you, Joel? Knowing that it's not just you suffering on your own, you've got someone with you.
1: Well, I think the team element is twofold. One is you've got to be good communicators because uh, you are riding, you are apart at times, one's in front, one's behind. You can't always see your partner, so you've got to be able to chat. And I think where it's most intricate is, is that irrespective of how strong you are, how good you are, how skilled you are, at some point you suffer. And it's in those dark times, those dark minutes, those dark hours, those dark days where your partner needs to understand that and inspire you and sit in front and help you, you know, and maybe set a to set the pace for you and, and likewise and it's, it's both both partners will at times feel bad you, you need to hope it doesn't happen at the same time but uh you know it's that little bit of inspiration a little bit of a pat on the back how you feeling it just drags you up the climbs and gets you through the dark hours
0: and Stephen, you mentioned being competitive i mean you are a competitive person by nature i think um, he
1: wants to win it <laughs> A, I saw those
2: yellow jerseys in <laughs> the those Do they are make ones that, them in an extra large? That's the one that we'll be wearing, so I said No, I, I mean
0: it, it's teamwork that that's going to get you through this thing. What are the chances of you racing your partner and going, hey, you know what you're suffering? It's time to to put the hammer down. No, look,
2: we'll we'll certainly push one another, but we, we've already we spoke about it and we've we've ridden together. That's you know we know we know about teamwork. We've 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 played in teams you know half our lives, and it's just. We'll, we'll hurt at different times. We'll, sometimes we'll hurt at the same time and we somehow got to find a way of, of getting out, out of that dark black hole, eh? you know, just whether, whether it's with them or, you know. You gotta, if you start racing each other, yeah. then you're in Are trouble. You're looking for trouble, yeah, yeah exactly. You're in big trouble, yeah. Excellent. So as, long as, we, as long as we beat McCallum. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> well, good luck, right. Stefan, especially for you, first one, Joel, you old hats at this, but they, they, they don't get easier. They never get easier. Uh, yeah, all the best. We'll, we'll look, look out for, for you on, in 2014. Thanks, excellent. Thanks. Well, one of, one of the guys that are riding the ABSA Cape Epic in 2014 is William Khorpo from the Dipswit Mountain Bike Academy, which is the beneficiary of, of the, the team ABSA this year. William, we've chatted on our show quite extensively about the, the, the Dipswit Mountain Bike Academy. Tell me just
3: your journey, your story, how you came into mountain biking. Well, It started um, six years back when I was uh, at Um There was a project called Anna Bike," where you fix your own bike, and they teach you how to actually fix it. After you fix it, then you actually own it. When you graduate from fixing your bike, you actually own it. Then, From that day, I owned um, my first mountain bike. Um, then I was introduced to a guy called Simon Nash, and from then, um, I started training there, training there, but I actually um, trained for like two months and I quit because it was actually hard for me. I was like 14 years old by the time. Then um, I, I came back, uh, a lady called Lillian brought me back, then I came back. Then um, after a month, uh, actually Simon saw my body and was like, hey, skinny boy, you look like the kind kind of guy who can race, so do you want to race? I was like, yeah. And since from then, I've been racing um, from then, and um, and now, and now six years from then, Um, I've been through the World Chaps, two epics already and I'm hoping for my third one.
0: It's an amazing story and it's just amazing what the Dipset Mountain Bike Academy does uh, around around mountain biking or, or around that northern farm area, what it does for kids in that area. What would you say advice to, to maybe kids in Dipsluit now? You've seen what mountain biking's done for you. You talk about the world champs. You talk about going and finishing and racing your, your third after Cape Epic. What advice could you give to kids growing up now in Dipsluit that that maybe feel they don't have a future?
3: What can mountain biking do for them? Well, you know, um, actually, I think the Dipsluit Mountain Biking Academy actually um, it became like um, a home for most of them because um, you see every time when we finish writing and everything, like everybody should go home, but everybody still sits and they talk together, and you know we have classes, then they educate each other, then we, we talk. It's kind like it became a bit more like a family. Um, what I would like to say to everybody is everything is actually possible. Um, despite where you, wherever you're from, you can actually still do it. Um, I'm, I'm from Düsseldorf, but I made it to the World, World Championships. So it, it shows that there's no limit in life. You can actually to reach as far as you want to, and you can actually get it. I mean, with great support. Could do it,
0: yeah. And I mean, you talk about the education part of, of the Deep Mountain Bike Academy, that's a big aspect to it, too.
3: It's not just about riding bikes, it's about getting a good education, too. Yeah, well, because for so me, I actually before I, I, I only you know thought mountain biking is a great thing, so I want to mountain bike, I want to become um, a pro mountain biker. Uh, but uh, you know, I met guys like Andre, Dita, and Simon, and they actually told me, Man, you should go to school, have a backup plan, um, you know, anything can happen from cycling. And you know cycling sometimes is not that much a big career and, and in life, you know it's not that successful. So um, next year I'm studying my degree, and which is a great thing. I'll be having three years um, of studying, and I mean you know that three years is putting um, myself into you know a brighter future. So um, studying at mountain biking, I'm still trying to juggle it now, but. Um, it's a great, great initiative to study you know, and get that education. I
0: know this is a hard question, but where would William Corp be, be now
3: if it wasn't for the Deepfoot Mountain Bike Academy? I actually think I'll, I'll be uh, probably nowhere. Eh? Uh, I will still be at home doing nothing. Because the past two years, um, from 2010 to um, 2012, um, me to 2012, I uh, actually stopped a bit. Um, just to, because um, I was from a school and the bikes were stolen from, from our project, and I didn't have anywhere to go. And you know, we went to went out with friends, you know, you actually have fun with friends. But you know, once the project became together, and you know, I actually have a place to go to a brighter future now because of Gibson Mountain Bike Academy, and now we have a um, great help from APSA, and I'm really, really. I'm glad that they came on board and I appreciate everything they're doing. Brilliant. William,
0: best of luck for 2014, number three, I'm sure it'll go well, you you old hat at this now, you've you, you, got a couple of newbies on the team that you're going to have to drag through, but yeah. all the best, thank you. Uh,
3: thank you very much. You.
0: Kevin, for Mark, founder of the App's Cape Epic, 2014 route's been launched, as always, it's, it's going to be a tough a tough eight
4: days, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's not our goal to make it it's tough, but for sure we want the medal to really mean something. And yeah, that's the byproduct of having a tough race, is that you end up with a medal that is significant significant and it's a medal for which um, people from all over the world will sacrifice six months of their lives and come out to South Africa to try and get it.
0: You talk about coming out South Africa there's obviously lots of, of South Africans that do this race but it's a, it's a massive international race I was just chatting to to, to Platt and he was saying that that it's like the Tour de France of, of mountain biking and every year you seem to just set that bar higher how do you keep making it
4: better and better year after year? To be honest I've got an amazing team that works um, 12 months of the year, around the clock, um, thinking just about the Apsa Cape Epic. 23 of us now that are working full time on the race. And um, yeah, our passion is mountain biking and doing something special for, for South Africa, really. Um, we've got, certainly, we've got the best mountain bikers in the world that come out and do the race. And I think now it's almost like an expectation that they, they come. Because of the amount of media that gets broadcast around the world, at the end of the day, they've all got sponsors that pay the bills and they, they've got to perform for their sponsors, so we're the race that they have to do. Um, but I'm really excited about some of the some of the international celebrities and sports stars. They don't really have to do the race, and they could do anything with their time. They could go and choose to do the Dakar Rally, or they can go and do the Marathon de Sables in Morocco, or they can go and do the... You know, a run in in California, whatever they do. But um, a lot of them are actually now choosing to come out to the Absa Cape Epic, and we've got, you know, four times Formula One world champions, two, you know, over a hundred caps for Barcelona coming out to the race. We've got. Um, can, can you give us? Can winners. you give us names? You know what? Uh, well, I mean, for sure, Alan Prost is coming again. Yep. Alan Prost has done two Absa Cape Epics and he's coming back for his third. He wants to be a member of the Amabersi, Ab- 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 and I think he's going to carry on until he's the oldest rider in the race. Um, we've got a a very wealthy individual that is ranked in the top 40 wealthiest individuals in the world and uh, he finished the race this year and he comes out on his jet to come and do the race again next year and if you think of the commitment from someone like that who could be doing anything with his life um, you know, he's choosing to do the epic again and yeah, we've got uh, well, I can just say that there's no less than three riders that rode the Tour de France last year that are talking to us about riding next year Um, and We've got a um, MotoGP rider and previous winner of the American Supercross. That hopefully will be able to announce that officially in a few days' time. Um, he's talking very seriously to us about riding it. Yeah, there's a there's a collection of, of oh sorry I can definitely mention Colin Jarvis, the you know previous Wales captain and, and multiple times player for the British and Irish Lions is coming out with he's uh, another Welshman. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's it's great to see. And then, Kevin, we
0: spoke about raising the bar. Next year, there's a, there's a couple of, of, of cool initiatives that, that have been introduced, one of them being the tracking. You've done it for the elite riders, but you're now doing it for the whole field in 2014.
4: Yeah, we're trying to create a better experience for the spectators. We obviously love as many spectators to come to the race and to, you know, to experience it firsthand and experience the spirit and the atmosphere of the epic. It's, it really is an amazing eight days to... You know, whether it's watching the race and going to a wine estate in the afternoons, or or just being at the event every day. But obviously, not everyone can do that. Um, and so, we want to give a, an amazing audience uh, experience. So, online, someone anyone will be able to track riders. Um, you know, no matter where they're in the field. And uh, it's it's a great product because Tracker, the a South African company that's produced the pod, that every team will carry, is specifically for mountain biking. It's got an extra long battery life. It's a special small case. Um, and extra robust for the conditions of the Cape Epic, and and that extra long battery lasts great for someone like me who's out there for a long time. Indeed, yeah, um, you know, I think when we were developing it with uh, Tracker, they they said that um, you know one of the, the challenges was that obviously there's a you know you can do a smartphone at the moment and you know you can track yourself with a number of applications that you can download for your iPhone or your Android device. But the problem is that the smartphones don't have anywhere near the amount of battery life required. Mm-hmm. And just imagine if uh, your wife is watching you on the internet, <laughs> and, it, in and yeah, the through. battery dies, and then <laughs> suddenly you're dead. <laughs> um, and obviously, you couldn't have that. So. Yeah, so the battery life is, is long enough to last long, last longer than the maximum stage time of the longest stage.
0: Brilliant. Kevin, for Mark, all the best uh, in 2014 and beyond. So also, great great news that, that ABSA have penned a, uh, another contract, and they're going
4: to be with you guys for a few more years. Yeah, we're super chuffed. It's the, you know, it will be the second longest uh, sports sponsorship at ABSA when we get to 2018, second only to the ABSA Carry Cup. And who would have thought that five years ago that mountain biking is the sport that has, you know, kept uh, hooked the, a massive sponsor of sport in South Africa. That is, you know, five years ago was far more accustomed to sponsoring the Springboks and the Absa Premiership and the Absa Cup. Cup.
0: Yeah, brilliant. It's it's great news from Absa as well, and that's exactly it. I mean, mountain biking. I don't want to say it's a small sport, but it is a niche sport. It's it's on the fringes, and it's just it's great to see a big corporate like Absa backing a sport like mountain biking. That's that's on the up in South Africa, and one of the reasons is because of the Absa Cape Epic.
4: Absolutely. You know, we could only do what we do um, because we've got the support from big players like Absa, like Big xaro that actually put an amount of cash into the business and into the Absa Cape Epic, so that we can get excited about trying new ideas, recruiting new staff to develop new projects for the Epic, and you know, we work with a lot of partners that don't necessarily give us um, cash, but they give us products and services and and items that really money can't buy. And we and it takes a lot of effort. I mean, it's often we require more effort and more resource from my team to work with some of, the, let's say, the, the smaller partners, um, but are, those small partners are doing something truly special at the race, something that... If you weren't riding the epic, you just would never, ever get at any mountain bike race or even sports event. And thanks to the, the cash that we get from Amsterdam, so we can actually record, recruit and employ the resources to work with the smaller sponsors that separate us from another mass participation, sport, mass participation sporting event. Brilliant.
0: Kevin, thank you so much. Thank you. Well, uh, chatting to, to tons of people here at the ABSA Cape Epic route launch, and, and one of them really tough to see is Richard Beer, who, uh, a bit of background, I actually went to primary school with Richard many, many years ago. So Easy. T- it wasn't that long ago. No, no, no. Trust me, it was. Richard. <laughs> it, was <laughs> it was a long time ago. Yeah,
5: and the route we saw today is easy as well. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> so
0: you, you've, you're playing in, in a really interesting space at the moment. You're with Cancer. What is your full title? I, I would have said it, but I can't remember it. It's
5: the National Project Manager for Sports and Partnerships, and essentially what I do is is head up the Cancer Active program. Okay. Uh, Cancer Active being basically handling all the sports events around the country and using those platforms then to obviously get our message across but also to add value to events by by doing our sun Smart and sunscreen and so on there.
0: You guys have got a, a pretty cool relationship set up now with the Apps Cape Epic where you're one of the, 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 the top-tier charities? We do. The goosebumps
5: haven't uh, subsided yet. It's quite incredible that we've managed this quickly with, with uh, the Cancer Active brand to get on board with... Um, with the Cape Epic as a tier one charity for the next three years, so super, super excited, extremely scared. But uh, I think that all comes together as a, a nice nervous giggle before the event, and a nice relief after the event.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're as scared as some of the novices I've chatted to today. But from a from a, a charity perspective, what does that mean for cancer? What, what, what can you guys do leveraging off the apps of Cape Epic brand?
5: Well, if you have a look at the Cope Epic, it's, it's really is the pinnacle of mountain biking. And with us being involved in a lot of events, sports events, from cycling to running to swimming across the country in, in South Africa, we, we often go in and, and look for partnerships. And, and guys are a little bit sort of skeptical about, you know, what can you offer us, what do you do for us, what can you do for us? Guys that haven't been involved with organizations like the Cancer Association. So by being a partner with essentially the pinnacle of of the the sport really does bring sort of a a leverage to to going out and getting involved in more areas and also giving us the the exposure, um, creating that platform to not only interact with people at the event, but obviously people watching the event over TV um, as well as association running up to the event, Um, any sort of branding out there, our association really does get great coverage. Um, as well as a lot of the riders um, from from the the team, uh, the Epsa team that actually get involved with us, uh, one or two cancer survivors in there as well. So they really know. We're there for the right reasons, and, and these guys carry the message for us in a great way as well. So, a great platform all around, and I think a, a great credibility boost for both brands.
0: I mean, you, t- you talk about the platform and, and, and that sort of thing, and, and a couple of, of the, the guys in Team Absa who, who have got sort of cancer connections, if you want to put it that way. I think everybody has. Everyone's been touched by the disease in one way or another. I mean, I've lost my mom through it, so, so everyone's really affected by, by the disease. From a from a rider's perspective, you guys have got a couple of really exciting things in the pipeline with the Absa Cape Epic. If someone wants to get involved with you, how can they go about doing that?
5: We do as a Tier One partner. We're actually on the website that we can be selected as a charity that the, the team would like to ride for. Um, I did a quick little recce across the the website on on this year's, and there was forty two teams that went online and raised funds. Um, by by going online, you're actually putting your team out there. Um, guys are from an international perspective raising funds using the Cape Epic as a platform for their chosen charity. Um, so, yeah, what, what we'd like to do is get more teams involved. 42 teams out of 600, we're not quite touching on 10% yet. So we certainly like to encourage more of the teams to get on board. They don't realize, I think, sometimes the power that they have and the position that they have. Um, as, for, as, as being a team riding in the Cape Epic, they, they bring a massive amount of credibility to their own team. So I think if they, they realize the potential that they do have to, um, if I can quote our, our slogan on our Cancer Active, is feel good fun. Um, it's it's ambiguous in a sense that you feel good for what you're achieving but you also feel good because you're raising funds for a great organization or for your chosen charity as well so massive platform all around.
0: I I don't know if I'm allowed to ask this if I'm not I'll cut it out so it won't even go on (laughs) but you guys have also got a couple of entries that you you can basically get riders in on can you tell us a bit about Uh, that?
5: As as a tier one partner we granted seven entries into the race and that's Uh, team uh, entries not individual. so it's basically for 14 14 people We've been given a recommended selling price of 65,000 Rand an entry by the Cape Argus. Um, If they think it's fair, we definitely think it's fair. We do pay the Argus for the standard entry, so essentially we make in 20,000 Rand towards the charity for each entry that we do have. Brilliant. So if people want to find out more about that, how can they go about doing that? Um, Cape Epic have put it in their press release that went out. I think it was yesterday with the launch as well as today with the launch so there is information on there our contact details are on the press release as well but they're more than welcome to contact uh, cancer at our info line um get hold of us through the info center and we'll definitely be able to have a look at what we can do for you
0: brilliant rich what i'll do is i'll put that on our website as well so if somebody's listening to this they can just click straight through to the show right, i'll send my details to... through to you brilliant um
5: and you can use the details as as you please
0: awesome richard all the best look forward to seeing you down there in 2014 thank you very much it's going to be uh dirty for a couple of days, but uh, <laughs> that's what it's all about. Hein Wagner, I'm chatting to you again. I chatted to you uh, probably about a month and a half ago on one of our sister podcasts, Tri Talk Essay. but we had the, the Absa Cape Epic launch in Joburg, and you've ridden this race. You were the first blind guy to, to finish this race as part of, of Team
6: Blind Ambition. And just hearing you up on stage, it sounds like you're getting sucked into riding this thing again. Oh, these guys are really, really turning my rubber arm. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm warming up to the idea. I must say, when I when I came off the bike at the end of the Epic 2011, I thought never in my life again will I will I get onto a mountain bike. But you know that has changed. So I don't know. I, I can't give a straight answer yet. But it, but it, the, the thought is gaining a huge amount of momentum. I love
0: it, I absolutely love it. Talk to me about mountain biking as a blind guy. I mean, it's daunting enough, especially the epic. I mean, I'm not just talking mountain biking in general. The epic for for a sighted person is extremely tough. How hard is it to sit on the back of a tandem where you know
6: the guy who's steering this thing, you've got to trust him with your life, practically? Look, it takes a huge amount of focus. Um, My senses, my remaining four senses were absolutely on fire out those 51 hours during those eight days so so yeah it is it is you know mountain biking as a real for a blind person i wouldn't recommend it unless you're doing just sort of with a very experienced person in front because i mean it's a dangerous sport um but yeah and the epic just takes it to, to an absolute next level so if it's ordinary jeep track or things like that i mean it's most and most enjoyable but what makes the epic challenge is because it's so long and it gets very technical
0: you say you need to have someone that, that knows what they're doing on the front. Your partner, Harry was telling us today that when, when you decided that
6: you wanted to ride the Epic and he said that's great, but then he turned around and said you had never been on a tandem before. That must have been really challenging. It was, but however, he, he's done four Epics before on single bikes, so I knew that he knew what's coming. Um, so it was just a question of actually uh, getting himself to, to get used to the idea of now being not on a single bike but on a limousine. And work your way. So if we do it, if we do it again, the last time we used the 26er, so we're definitely going to have to go onto a 29er. Um, because our biggest challenge with the previous bike was the ground clearance. Because the bike's much longer than a single bike, it gets stuck on, on tree trunks, boulders, rocks, etc. So if you get one of the slightly higher ground clearance, it might make our work in the single track a little easier.
0: Okay, cool. It, it sounds amazing. And, and, and I mean, the, the race itself, I'm sitting here going, mm, I want to do this thing. But but I mean, for someone like you, you've done some crazy things in your life. You've finished Ironman South Africa. You hold the, the blind land speed record as well. On the, the challenges
6: that you've done, how hard would you rate the absolute Cape Epic? No, the Epic is off the scale. I mean, you, you, you cannot approach this thing with any doubt in your mind. You've got to decide, you're going to train for it, you're going to prep for it, and uh, you're going to work this thing one day at a time. Um, I think the, the, the Epic, the first three days you ride with your legs, and the last five days you ride with the six inches between your ears. It, 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 it's a hard race.
0: Hein, as always, I love chatting to you. I just think your your, your spirit's amazing. You're just such an inspiration. Keep doing what you're doing. And if you do make it to 2014 and they they manage to twist that rubber arm, look forward to seeing you there and all the best in the preps. Thank you. Thank you very much. This past weekend saw the Africa Cycle Fair take place at Gallagher State in Johannesburg. Stuart Pickering from Cycling Direct was there and he caught up with uh, Craig Wapnick from the Joburg to Sea and this is uh, what they had to
7: say. I'm still at the Africa Cycle Fair and I'm now with Craig Wapnick, the man from Joburg to Sea. How's it Craig? How's it Stuart? to see you my man? Yeah it's good. What do you think of the fair? I think it's an unbelievable initiative. I think it's an incredible start. Every, next year, every big supplier will be here, but as always, you get your early adopters you are going to reap the benefits of being here first because they're the guys that, when something good comes along, they jump at it. Absolutely. So that's what we yeah. want to be associated with. Yeah, and I think, you know, from what I've seen today, it's been really, really good. And the Beef's been very nice as well. We've got incredible sponsors at our event in see, and the the guys are Karen Beef, they ride the event. So that's what we love about our sponsors, they ride the event. They're part of it and then they come and talk about it as opposed to us like saying or forcing them on people or whatever. They actually are part of the event. And your event is, is growing from, from year to year. You must be very pleased. We look we're chuffed. Eh? We, we, we like to keep a ceiling of 800 riders. We don't go over for this type of event because it's so long and we just want to keep it there. Now, the next thing is to maybe 2015 is to watch out for the Joby Tour which will be and a slightly lighter version, maybe, you know, of Joba to see, which was run at the same time. So that's how we'll grow. We'll keep evolving different ideas, but we've pretty much reached our ceiling. We're not full yet for 2014, but by December, we're normally full. So, yeah, it's very good. Well, that's a wrap for this week's episode
0: of Mountain Bike Talk Essay. Uh, don't forget, if you'd like to be in touch, you can tweet us at MTB Talk Essay. Uh, you can also pop us a message on our Facebook page. Just search for MTB Talk Essay or you could pop me an email, podcast at mtvtalksa. It's as simple as that. My name is Brad Brown. It's been an absolute pleasure once again, putting this together for you. Don't forget, if you have any news or views that you'd like us uh, to know about, be in touch, okay? Get in touch via those three methods, Twitter, Facebook, or email. And as mentioned at the start of the show as well, if you do listen through iTunes, please, would you pop us a review and a rating? It would be much appreciated. Until next week, have yourself a great one. We'll chat soon. Cheers.